You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 228. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. In fact, I'm not even really going to be hosting this. I would like to welcome my good friend and uh, d- does everything in the business partner, Carly. Welcome to the podcast, Carly. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So Carly, I call her my right-hand woman. She is the integrator in the business. Some people call it like the operation or the OBM, the online business manager, project manager. There's lots of names for what she does, but essentially I say, Hey, Carly, I want to do this thing. And she says, great. And then she goes and helps me make it happen. And so Carly is going to be hosting the podcast episode today. I'm going to be more of an interviewee and I'm going to turn the reins over to Carly to kind of explain what the heck we're doing today. Yeah. Okay. So I will say originally this was Amber's idea. We were having a podcast planning meeting and she's like, we should do like a behind the scenes kind of a thing. And originally she prefaced it as like a, like a, a burn, like, let's, let's, <laughs> like let's, a roast. Like a roast. Let's, like, let's, let's roast, let's Amber. roast <laughs> Amber. Like, nicely, but let's roast Amber. I, I don't foresee that really being how this goes. Um, <laughs> but the hope is that what you guys as listeners come away from this podcast, um, understanding who Amber is maybe a little bit better on a personal scale or personable scale. Um, is she really like she appears on Instagram and Facebook? We'll find out. And is she the same person that you hear on podcast interviews as a coach? We'll see what she's like in real life. So that's really the point of this. Let's find out who Amber is. I-R-L. I like it. Okay. So how are we going to do this? You're in charge. Okay. Yes. So what we did is we gave our team, um, because again, it's not just Amber running the show. It's not even just me running the show. There is a whole slew of women behind us. Um, So we gave them the prompts. To Well, they were to record audio um, of the following prompts, either A, uh, like fun or funny stories that they have about Amber. Um, B, did I say one or A? Sometimes I forget. (laughs) You said A. (laughs) Okay, A and then B. Sometimes I forget if I do numeric or alphabetical (laughs) and then I feel like an idiot. Anyway, B, um, funny quirks that Amber has because she's human like the rest of us and see um, any preconceived notions that they had um, about Amber before they met her. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the audio clips that each team member submitted. And then we're going to chat about them. And as a disclaimer, Amber hasn't listened to any. I haven't heard anything. Time. I don't know anything. Okay. Carly's, yeah. like, Carly's like, 
this will be more fun if you haven't heard them before. <laughs> so I, I trusted her and I said, okay, I'm game. So I, I don't know. I haven't heard any of these things. This will be my first time hearing them. And I will say like, I've listened to them ahead of time. There's nothing like too shocking. I don't think um, <laughs> you're not getting roasted. I don't okay. think so. But then I will also have an opportunity to share some of my insight into who Amber is. So we will start with our first audio clip. All right. This is Amber Every, And just a couple things about Amber Brzezinski. Um, first, one time I was putting things together for Instagram and social media content. And I was looking at videos from years ago like when she taught fitness, group fitness classes. And then I was looking at videos like just recently at her CrossFit gym and I realized she um, has the same tank top on. So Amber is very frugal and likes to wear things out and use them up. And so we made a real kind of poking fun at that that says, um, tell me you're frugal without telling me you're frugal and like showing her in her tank top in, I don't know, 2012 or 16 or something. And then just recently which is an awesome thing. It's a good quality. And then another thing about her is one time we were at the Rogue Invitational last year in Austin. So we were together like in person and she, I'm sure other people will say this, but she just moves fast. And like, we're, I was sitting there talking to another lady. We were walking to our seats and all of a sudden Amber turns around and she's like, Oh, sorry guys. Are you coming? Like, you know, she just had to like often stop and turn around to make sure that we were following her because she was always like looking forward and just hauling it okay, these are going to be funny. Like I'm dying. I knew exactly what Amber was going to say. Like even before she started saying it, that story like is so classic me. It's like the, the, the workout shirt story when she pulled those videos and like showed them to me, I was dying because it was, it was like 2016 and here we are, I think it was like 2021 and it was the exact same tank top <laughs> that I've been wearing since 2016. And, um, yeah, that's, it's, you know, what's also funny about that is, um, Amber is the team member who has like bought me the most clothes, like, like this, the shirt that I'm wearing, like she bought this for me. Um, she sent me like the most like workout tanks and things. Anyway, it's just funny. She, she obviously recognizes that I'm like terrible at dressing myself. Um, well, that, or, like, I doubt it because she's like, Oh, Amber, she can't clothe herself. Let me send her cute clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the walking fast thing is super funny because, um, I got that a hundred percent from my mother. My mother is like five, three, I'm five, seven. And my mother walks way faster than I do. Like she is speedy Gonzalez. And so I grew up like always trying to keep up with my mom, <laughs> my little like short, you know, fast as to be mom. And so, yeah, I still walk super fast and it drives my husband nuts because I'll walk like ahead of him, <laughs> just like I obviously was doing with Amber. And he will like gently like pull me back, slow <laughs> down and walk next to me. Anyway, well, it's funny. funny. So I'll, I'll share one of my insight, which I've shared with you before, but the audience doesn't know this. Um, and I relate to that too. Cause like I, so I grew up in a family, um, my dad is very tall. He's like six, three. Um, and so I don't know why as a kid, I always felt it was really important to keep up with him. So I'm actually a fairly fast walker myself. Um, cause my little legs always trying to keep up with his really long legs. I often by my friends, by my husband have been like, okay, dude, slow down. Like, we're not in a race here. That's actually something my mom used to tell me. She's like, Carly, we're not in a race. It's okay. Slow down. Um, 
but Amber is faster than me. Like there have been times when I've gotten to be like, okay, she's hustling. We're moving. Okay. Okay. We're going somewhere. And um, like I said, I shared this with you, but the first time I met you, we were sitting down to do some work and I'm a perpetual like jiggler. No one likes to sit next to me like at school or anything like that because I'm just constantly like moving my leg. Amber does the same thing, but she does it at twice the speed that I do. <laughs> so that's a that's a fun quirk about Amber. That you well, I'm definitely yeah, I'm definitely a leg jiggler. Always have been. Always have been. Okay, this there, is fun. Yeah, yeah, good. So that was that was Amber's. So move on to next one. My name is Melissa, and I am the head coach for Biceps After Babies. And my journey with Biceps After Babies started over three years ago as a client. So I've been able to work with Amber um, not only as a client, but now a member of the team for over two years now. And my perception of Amber has always been that she is like superwoman. And when you think of superheroes, you think that nothing really phases them and they're just, they show up and they, they save everybody else, right? Like nothing really affects them. And she, and I say this all the time, she's like a celebrity in in my house. Like my kids know her and they see like the biceps after babies logo and they're always like, it's Amber, it's Amber. So she's like held on this pedestal in my house where She's just like our superhero, right? Um, And I had an experience with Amber this year where I got to see that she is human and she has emotions and she, things, things do get to her. And it was a really amazing experience to see that, She can show up for everybody else, right, and and help people see their true potential, um, which is amazing. But she's also human, and she also has feelings, and and things can affect her the the same way that it can affect anybody else. And so, it's amazing to. To have had this experience with her this year, to see that not only did something affect her um, in a not-so-positive way, and when she realized that she was having this experience, she reached out to a couple of us on the team to talk through it, and she allowed us to help her, so it was a really good feeling to have my superhero reach out to me and allow me to help her through an experience that wasn't so pleasant. Oh, man, that's that's a good one, too. That's a sweet one. Uh, that is a super sweet one. And I appreciate it too, because it comes from a Mel- Melissa who, um, if any of you guys have been <laughs> clients, uh, Melissa always like preface everything with saying that she's a crier and then she usually, usually cries. Um, so she's like super, super sweet and super emotional. And um, 
I, I think, you know, not everybody gets to see that side of me. I think it is easy to say, oh, she's just like a robot and she just like get, gets them done. And you know, that like focus and determination and like that I think comes through a lot on social media, but I, you don't always get to see that. Like, yeah, I had a rough, a rough couple of things that happened this year and had some, some like really, really tough emotional moments. And, um, you and Melissa specifically were really there for me during those times. And definitely, definitely I'm human. Definitely cry. (laughs) I I have seen you cry several times. You are, you are real. You have emotions. Yeah. And the team has seen me cry a couple of times too. Um, so I do have emotions, which is funny because sometimes I like, feel like I don't, I feel like I have less emotions maybe than some other people, but (laughs) <laughs> they are there. They're there and they come out. You are very analytical. So very I analytical. think in, in a lot of ways that makes you unlike Melissa, where she's like, I'm all emotions. Whereas mm-hmm. you are like, I'm logic. But I do have emotions in there. <laughs> you know? But you do have emotions. You are not. Um, one of the, uh, we had a, a speaker come to one of our masterminds and he talked about the, like the law of duality, um, this idea that none of us are one or the other when it comes to, um, you know, any opposites that you can think about. And that in reality, we have both of those things in us and one just becomes your, um, star player and one becomes your bench warmer, right? You can play either of those personalities, but you know, one tends to be like more of the default and then one is more of the bench player. And I really do think like the analytical part of me is definitely is like, like my all-star. It's what I play most of the time, but I definitely have that bench player and I, and I play it sometimes. And like, um, I, I think it's important because I think sometimes I tell myself I'm, I'm this way. And in reality, we're, we're all both, we're all everything. And sometimes different parts of us come out and, and that's a, the beautiful thing about being human. So I'm going to ask you a personal question. I'm not exactly sure how to pre- like say it. So it's just going to come out as I'm saying it, but like when you do like pull out that bench player, so to speak, when you do use your emotions um, or your emotions come out, is that like a hard thing for you or is it just like a, no, this is how it is. Uh, I think that's a good question. Um, I think it's a less familiar place for me to be. So there's always some discomfort in unfamiliar you know, territory. Um, but, I, you know, I have learned a lot about uh, feeling and, and working through emotions. And, you know, this, this instance that Melissa is referencing to was, was one of those times where, like, I was in it. And, and, I, and I knew that the way to, to get through it was to go through it. It wasn't to avoid it. And so I like felt those emotions and I processed those emotions and I like sat in it in a way that I haven't, I don't know that I ever have, have sat in the like depths of like pain and, and sorrow and grief and um, just like all the negative emotions that come um, with some hard things in life. And uh, I sat with that and um, I had a day that I like, like didn't get out of bed and it was like really, you know, I've never been like that. And it wasn't comfortable, but it allowed me to like work through it and process those emotions. And so, yeah, there's discomfort in there, but um, I'm learning to lean into it a little bit more and get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Oh, so good. And um, I think I love that you're, you opened up to that because I mean, you are a coach as a coach. That's what you do. Yeah. You coach, but I think it's really important for those listening to understand that as a coach, you're not immune to having those 
times those days where it's like, I just need to process whatever that looks mm-hmm. like for you, whether it means, I don't know, shutting laptop and not doing anything, what it means staying in bed or, you know, so like we all have our own ways of processing things and you're not immune from that. Totally. hundred percent. Do the next one. Hi, my name is Cassie and I work in customer service and answer all the emails sent to the support inbox. I'll never forget my interview to be a coach. I interviewed in early June, 2020. Hello, virtual school for three kids. I remember bribing all my kids to stay out of the room, stay quiet, etc. And sure enough, my three-year-old started popping into the screen and my five-year-old needed all the things. I was sweating, but I remember Amber just waving to the kids like it was no big deal. Lesson learned, bribes don't work, and Amber knew what 2020 virtual school was like. I knew I was starting with a company where I could be a mom when I needed to be, even if it meant mid-interview or meeting. I was also thinking about some preconceived notions of Amber that I have or had. Back when I got hired for customer service, I thought she'd be in the inbox looking at my emails each day that I sent, critiquing my responses, but boy, was I totally wrong. Amber trusts her employees to do their thing and empowers us to make decisions in our own area of expertise, and she's rarely in the inbox. I'm not, I'm not a babysitter. Never have been. Not good at babysitting. (laughs) Hi, I'm not going to babysit you. Um, that's really funny. Uh, Carly, do you, you probably know what I'm going to talk about with the kids thing. Oh yes, I do. You you share it. You share it. Well, so we were at, it was a mastermind. It was an integrator day. So you got to bring me along for this day. And I can't remember the context of like why this came up, but one of your fellow mastermind um, members was, they were talking about professionalism or something like that, like having, or, and like contractors. And so they were talking about how they were been working with this contractor and how she had had like kids in and out of the meeting. And she just thought it was so unprofessional. And Amber and I just like looked at each other and we're like, (laughs) That's just par for the course at our team meetings. You're not like, going to like our team meetings. Like, well, and no. I think it's such a good example. Like there's just, there's different cultures and different businesses. And in our business, it's like almost everybody in our team is a mom. And so it is not unusual to have like kids popping in the screen and like having to be like, oh, sorry, my baby's crying. Let me mute. And like, yeah, it's just part of our company culture that we just kind of roll with it. And I don't know. I I just love that we have so many moms who are able to like, be at home with their kids and be able to stretch themselves personally and, and have the personal growth. So we welcome lots of kids <laughs> at, our, yeah, at our calls. It's, I think, a very much a manifestation of our vision of empowering women. It's like, yeah. you are a mom, let's own it. Let's yeah. work with it. Let's roll it. We're not going to sugarcoat what it is. It's like, <laughs> I change yeah. diapers on camera. I, 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 I've nursed during meetings. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Real life. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you feel that the, the like, it's, it's interesting because I think sometimes people have different experiences with like me being hands off versus like me. Um, like I, I thinking specifically when it came time to like me letting go of certain things, especially to you, like letting go of certain aspects of the business and letting you take control of them. Um, I don't super like to micromanage, but sometimes that comes out and sometimes like the fear of like, oh my gosh, is it going to be good enough? comes out. So I, I don't know what your experience has been like with that. Oh, so that's interesting. So there's twofold. One, in some ways, 
you're very much hands off. Like I remember <laughs> coming on board, like, so I first came on as Amber's executive assistant and her giving me projects and being like, okay, just go get it done. <laughs> and granted for your guys' information, I have zero in like experience on digital online marketing. I didn't know any of these programs are used. So I was like, what is this? I, I don't even know. And I was like, okay, this is what I need. And I'm sure if I would have asked, she would have helped me. Like, I know she would have. However, I love solving problems. I love figuring out myself. I also am very, very conscious of other people's times. And so she would throw me into the deep end. I'm like, she'd hand me like a life raft or like, you know, floating flotation device, but (laughs) it was very much figure it out yourself. Um, (laughs) Which again, if I had asked for help, she 100% would have given it. Um, And so then making the transition over to me where now I'm handing things off to other people I think I tend to be less that way because I'm like, okay, that was a bit extreme. I, I can expect a little <laughs> I bit I probably more. could have used a little bit more handholding. <laughs> like, by the way, this is how you build a landing page <laughs> rather than here's a login. <laughs> have fun. Part of me was like, well, I figured it out. So like, yeah, you can figure it out. You know, like I didn't know what a landing page was. I figured it out. Not the best way yeah. to lead. I'm not saying that that is the right way to lead. I'm just saying that was kind of my... <laughs> My mindset. Time, it all worked out, and I learned the things I did. And in honesty, for like the w- position I have now, it enables me to better teach. Sure, too, because I could teach what I had figured out. So. You know what? I'm surprised that Melissa didn't say in hers because I feel like yeah. this is like a, a sticking point, a rubbing point for her, is that we always build our wings on the way down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's something else. Is like uh, the team knows that a lot of times, like I'll have ideas, and we'll like kind of have them kind of like figured out, but like, I'm just like a, let's, let's dive into it and we'll figure things out. Like as we're falling and um, yeah. yeah, And I know Melissa, like several times has been like, Oh my gosh, like, what about this? What I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It'll it'll all work out. And that like drove her nuts for a really long time. She's finally kind of embraced it and just (laughs) like been able to relax into it a little bit, but that is definitely, that's a good way. Cause like, she's not she doesn't love it still, I think. No, but like, she, I know she just knows it's going to happen. Down. But she's yeah. like, yeah, she rolls with it. Bless her. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious if you remember Cassie's interview, like if you remember. No, I was, that's no, not at all. Like it like doesn't, <laughs> it made zero impact. I mean, obviously it didn't make any impact in whether or not she got the job. Cause she got the job. So yeah. no, to yeah. me, like I was, no. I actually remember when I interviewed with you, um, mm-hmm. I had Sam, my husband come home. Cause it was like around lunchtime. I was like, Hey, can you come home and like watch the kids? Cause at that point I had like an almost one year old and an almost three year old, and they cry a lot, you know? <laughs> and so he was up there doing lunchtime for them. I was downstairs interviewing with you, but by the end of it, my almost one year old was not having it anymore. And like she was crying. And by the end, like you could hear her and she was like, sorry, baby, mommy's almost done. <laughs> I was like, okay. Ember doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Totally normal. Yeah. And my kids will pop in on coaching calls. Like if you ever on a coaching call, like you'll see my pop kids pop in in the, uh, behind me and, you know, wave to the camera and like, you know, it, my kids aren't small anymore. So, you know, thankfully it's not like them crying or like anything, but you know, that's like a part of being a mom. <laughs> it's very on brand. It is very on brand. We're living up to that. So in yeah. case you're wondering, yeah, we, we live up to our brand. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Last year, I had the opportunity to travel to Texas with 
Amber, another teammate, and a couple other amazing women. And we had flown into Austin and we were walking around the city. And as a little backstory, I came more so for a weekend away. I am not a CrossFitter. I don't know much about CrossFit. I can appreciate everything that's out there, but I don't know um, the competitors or any much of the CrossFit world. But we're walking around Austin on our way to get some fabulous donuts. And Amber was walking in front of the group on the sidewalk because it was kind of a narrow sidewalk. And all of a sudden, she stops dead in her tracks and just is frozen solid. <laughs> and she um, turns around and has the widest eyes on her face. And there's somebody walking towards us. And I realize that this must be one of the competitors because Amber is in utter shock. <laughs> and <laughs> the reaction was so out of character for the Amber I knew because I just had never seen her starstruck. And she was utterly starstruck, didn't know what to say. Um, we said hello we took a picture, and I don't think Amber said more than about three words in the entire experience. She was so flabbergasted and starstruck. It was um, extremely entertaining and one of my favorite memories of being with Amber. Oh, I'm dying. I was wondering if she was going to remember who it was. She didn't. <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, she why, would, why would she? Why would but it was Katrin David's daughter. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. She was walking towards us. She was like walking. It was the day before the competition. She's walking towards us. I like how Lene mentions that I was walking ahead of everybody. That's very, uh, you know, yeah. goes with everything else in this podcast episode. Um, but we're walking towards us and she's walking down the street. And I'm like, that looks like Katrin David's daughter. Oh my gosh, it's Catherine Dave's daughter. And I like turned around to everybody. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Catherine Dave's daughter. Guys, like, and we just like totally fangirled moment and uh, took pictures. Maybe that'll be the cover of this podcast is like our picture with Catherine Dave's daughter. There you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's funny. Lene did comment after that a couple of times of just how fun it was to see <laughs> me so starstruck. Uh, Cause she's like, Lene was like, I, she didn't know who that person was. She took the picture. In fact, she's like, I don't really care to be in the picture. <laughs> Oh, but we were like, it was a pretty neat moment. <laughs> That's fine. I would have paid money, A, to be there so I could meet Captain David's daughter. <laughs> right. And see you in that position. <laughs> yeah. She was fabulous. She was super, super nice. Um, took a picture with us. And yeah, it was definitely a, a highlight moment for sure. Oh, that's fun. Hi, my name's Anne, and I have worked with Amber as a coach in Macros 101 and Beyond Macros 101 since 2019. I came in as a client in Macros 101, and I had been a chronic deficit person, um, exercising a ton and um, way under eating for about 20 years. So when I came into Macros 101, I absorbed all the content and I said, okay, great, but I just want to get my macros so I can eat ice cream and have everything I want and lose that last 10 to 15 pounds. Well, <laughs> anybody who has been through Macros 101 or worked with Amber knows that there are no shortcuts and you really have to look at the data and make adjustments. So uh, after a trial cut of me going up and down the same three to four pounds, finally, Amber advised me to go into my first ever reverse diet. So fast forward 
a few weeks in my reverse diet, I think I was increasing by 50 calories at a time instead of 100 because I was so scared to gain weight. I got on a recording, uh, sorry, a coaching call in I think like January of 2020 maybe. And she said, how's the reverse going? I said, "Mm, I feel fluffy. She said, look at your data. I said, okay, great. And I was religious about the data. So my waist and weight had not gone up at all. And she's like, so are you fluffy? I said, no. So working with Amber, it is the most refreshing because there is no shame. There's no guilt around food. It's just data-driven. So good foods, bad foods, there's no such thing. Um, Good exercise, bad exercise, no such thing. There are levers and there's data, so you adjust. So since that kind of eye-opening experience working with Amber and very data-driven approach, I've been able to go through two very effective cut cycles, then to a reverse, then a long period of maintenance where I've been able to grow a ton of muscle so that my next cuts can be that much more effective. And now I'm completely in maintenance with the results that I wanted. But I would not have gotten there with what I was doing before. So one of my favorite Amber quotes is, what got you there will never, what got you here will never get you there. And that is 300% true. I was someone that always gamed the system. Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, pretty much anything you could think of, I always gamed the system. And guess who I was gaming? Nothing. No one. I never got the results. Amber has the best approach because she is fact-based, data-driven, and really just takes all of the uncomfortable emotions around food and dieting and body image away. The other great story about Amber is one time I was on a coaching call and it wasn't me, but it resonated. She said, stop with the smaller jeans, buy the jeans that fit now that feel good. It doesn't mean you're giving up on your future self in those jeans, but buy something that fits. And I'll tell you for about 10 years, I was trying to squeeze into these pre-pregnancy jeans, which now more than fit, but now they're way out of style by the way. But Knowing that I could invest in something because I wasn't my most perfect self at the time, it just was so freeing and felt so great. And I bought a bathing suit that summer that was one size up and I wasn't like a little stuffed sausage in a sausage casing. I just felt great because it fit, but it didn't mean I gave up. I just felt good in the skin that I was in until I was in a new skin. So I would say quirks. Um, I know we were going to talk about quirks. I don't think Amber has really a quirk, but I will say she's quick. So if you're talking about something that doesn't track with what is the vision, she'll let you know very quickly. I appreciate that because efficiency is like my favorite thing in the world and inefficiency is my biggest pet peeve. So the fact that she'll stop you and be like, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about here or no, 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 that's not on track. I love it. So that's Amber. She doesn't waste time. She does not get into the emotions. She'll help you work through your emotions, but doesn't get into the emotions of food or exercise. It's facts, data, and coming up with a plan that works for you. So I've loved working with her. I feel like people are getting a real sense of how fun I am. <laughs> facts, well, data, efficiency. <laughs> Going to tell you when to, to pivot right now, but it's, it's I mean, it's all true. Yeah, it is. It's all true. And I think for that, I think that speaks to like Melissa's, like you still do have emotion. You're not like yeah. a full on efficiency robot. Yeah. Yeah. But I do move fast. You do move fast. Which we appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, I, I love what Anne had to say. And, you know, Anne's been someone who's been with me a lot of, a lot of the team, honestly, I think everybody except for you. Is that right? <laughs> Has yeah. been a client first before becoming a team member. Um, 
and Carly passes. Cause you know, by now she's like gone through like all of our programs and she, she listened to the podcast before she applied. That's, that's how I drink the Kool-Aid. I yeah. listen to the podcast. That's right. That's right. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. You got another one? I sure do. When I went through Macros 101, I thought Amber was the coolest person I've ever met. And then I got hired on to work with her, and she still is the coolest person I've ever met. She is awesome. One quirk about Amber is that when you are in a meeting with her and she's not the one talking, she furrows her eyebrows and usually bites on the end of a pen. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's funny because I listened to that and I was like, huh, I've never noticed that. I wouldn't say you do it all the time. Yeah. You do it though. But for you sure. I do. Pe- I like, I usually will have a pen that I'm playing with for sure. And maybe that's just like, again, my like ADHD, like coming out of like wiggling my leg while playing with the pen. I, which is funny. Were you going to talk about the, the thing that you told me about that was like, Remember when we did that, like back and forth, like giving each other feedback and you, oh, yeah. I, I feel no, like it plays like very well but... into this like whole topic. Yeah. Um, no, we can talk about that though. Okay. So um, just to set the stage, hold on, just to set the stage. Yeah. Carly yeah. and I have been really working in the business on, um, feedback and how valuable feedback can be both, you know, us giving each other feedback, also eliciting feedback from the team and being able to share that feedback. We just know as a team that we are going to grow more if we create a culture where feedback is, is acceptable and is, is expected. Um, that's the only way that we're going to be able to grow. And so as Carly and I have been having those conversations, we realized that that needed to start with us. Um, we, we can't expect the team to, <laughs> like feedback or elicit feedback from the team if we ourselves are not willing to get uncomfortable and give and receive feedback freely. And so Carly had this idea where we, um, we like wrote down a whole bunch of like the great things about the other person. And then some of the things that like, you know, maybe we notice or that were, aren't, aren't the best attributes. And then we shared that with each other and had a great conversation, um, you know, about those, those topics. But, but the one that Carly like came up with for like the not so great was like, so spot on. It just made me laugh. But anyway, so you share what you came up with. So Amber is a chronic multitasker. So bad. So tight. So, and actually I like, I'll share a real life example of this. Um, one of the times I went to visit her, cause I I've actually been to Amber's house a couple of times for work trips and stuff. And I remember one night I was sitting there, I think I was doing some work stuff just like at their kitchen and stuff. And Amber's getting dinner ready. So she's getting dinner ready. She's listening to either a podcast or like a recording of like a coaching call or something and helping kids with homework all at the same time. Like it's, I'm just sitting here watching this. I'm like, this is her reality. And then her husband comes in and then it's funny. Okay. This full disclosure. I know that he kind of gives you grief for being a chronic multitasker. Yep. He was doing the same thing. Like he, came, <laughs> he was listening to a meeting. He came in, you guys were having a conversation because it's like, it's just, I will say part of that is parenthood, but um, yeah. like on meetings, Amber will be writing stuff down and I can tell as soon as she like is on a different, like she'll kind of glaze over. Um, and so do you want me to share the story about? Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so one of the, that same mastermind meeting that I got to go to with Amber, they had a student exercise where we were um, talking about active listening. And so um, 
James Wedmore, Amber's mentor, um, was telling us, so we're practicing active listening. We're, you're just going to take turns where one of you is going to be the active listener. You're just going to sit there and you're just going to be so focused and so intently listening to what they're saying while the other person is you know, telling you about anything. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. So we take turns and Amber goes first um, talking. And so I'm sitting here, I'm being an active listener, super engaged. And then we switch. First thing comes out of my mouth and Amber, boop, she's gone. Like she's off on that tangent. And I'm like, you. and so we've done this exercise several times and she's like, I'm such a good active listener. Like I like, we, we've got this <laughs> like down. And I'm such like, self-deception, right? Like complete yeah. self-deception. <laughs> and so finally one day I was like, Amber, you stuck at active You actually listening. aren't very good at it. <laughs> You're not because I can tell the moment that you are off, like on your own little tangent. And- and you know why it's so good to hear those things is because there is really that like self-deception where I'm like, I know I really do feel like I'm good. But as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, dang, she can actually, she actually can see it. You kind of, you kind of tell yourself, oh yeah, I'm only like half listening. I'm thinking about something else, but nobody can tell, like nobody can tell that I'm like not right there with him. And, and obviously it's very obvious um, when my mind starts going somewhere else. And, you know, it was just, it was a good reminder that multitasking is something that I, uh, it tends to be my default and it's something I'm aware of. And I continue to practice that, but like that, like focused attention is my mind just goes a bunch of different places. And, uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. So Amber is called the visionary of a company where she provides the vision for where we're going. And she often talks about how she's not like the poster child for being a visionary because she has a harder time stepping into that creative space. But as a multitasker, I think that's one of your like gifts is that you are able to like, Oh, but what about this? And you can go this way and all that way. So it really, I think it, it pairs well with your, your, your role. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've gotten better at that visionary role for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Who's next? Then, okay. We've, we've got two more. Hi, my name is Crystal and I'm the social media and podcast manager. And what is Amber really like? Um, I've actually yet to meet Amber in person, but like many of you probably feel, I feel as though I have met her. But that being said, I think that one preconception I have about her that I know isn't true is her height. Um, That's kind of a silly one, but I don't know. I just, I imagine her as, you know, six foot or six foot one. I don't know. Just like a very tall, very tall woman. And I know that isn't true because I've seen that on her social media and I've seen her talk about that, how she thinks it's funny that people think she's so tall, but I'm 5'4", and for some reason I just kind of imagine meeting her and her hitting a whole head higher than me rather than, I think, being somewhere around my height. I'm not, she'll have to confirm or deny this, but I think she's like 5'5", 5'6". So, you know, that's not this incredibly tall person that in my head I've made her out to be. And another thing about Amber... Um, preconception I had maybe before joining the team and now as I'm getting to know her better I kind of expected her to always you know be in coach mode and I do think that's partially true I mean she's this phenomenal coach and I think it comes through in so many things that she says and the way she presents um, projects to us or you know the way she kind of pushes us to grow but it's not just like coach Amber always talking you know Um, it feels a lot more natural than that you know as we've seen through some funnier reels and some funnier things, you know, she does have this goofy side of her. And I just remember one team meeting during 
one of our launches, we would have daily meetings and we would be playing music to kind of start the meeting to kind of, you know, just get spirits up and whatever. And one specific meeting, um, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus was playing and I log on to the meeting and, you know, I was thinking about tasks and thinking about all this work I had to do. And Amber's just like in the corner, fully dancing it out to Miley Cyrus. And I was just like, this is so awesome. Like, I love that she can really balance that kind of goofier, silly stuff with, you know, more serious. Um, So I wouldn't say that's something I didn't expect, but it's just really fun to see that kind of lighthearted side of her um, work so well in tandem with her, you know, coaching, coach Amber side, I suppose. And my only thing would be she comes off as a taller person than I believe she is. So, yeah. So those are some of my takes on Amber Brzezinski. That's funny. So I'm 5'7". Yeah, you're 5'7". I'm 5'7". But lots of people think I'm taller than that. Even people at the gym, like people who see me in person. uh, Just the other day, I was like saying something about I'm I'm 5'7". I think we were talking like bar heights. Um on the pull-up rig. And I was like, I'm five, seven. And they're like, you're five, seven. Like, that's how tall I am. I'm like, yeah, like we're the same height, <laughs> but like people see me, I think it's like my, my body type. Um, yeah. they just, it, it, it appears like that I am taller than I, than I actually am. So yeah, I get this all the time on social media of people thinking I'm taller than really. Well, I really, you have very long limbs. Like your legs I do have very, I have a long torso and I have, and I have yeah, long, long legs. Um, in fact, I was comparing with Natalie just recently and her torso is way shorter than mine. So she has a really short torso, but her legs are just as long as mine and her arms are longer. Um, anyway, it's just like body proportions are just a funny thing. And we were talking about what lifts are, are better for us than others. Um, Cause long legs are great until you try to deadlift or squat and then long legs are not great. Yeah. I, I was, I actually was always interested why you did conventional versus sumo when you did deadlift. Yeah. You know why I did it is because the program that I was in was really heavy, like promoters of, of, um, conventional. Um, it, yeah, I, for, you know, for some reasons that may or may not actually like really be valid reasons, but they were very much like, this is the way you do it. Like this is, this is the way you deadlift. Um, so I never got super good at, at sumo deadlift. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it does shorten the range of motion. So for us long-legged people, it can be a better, a better lift. It's a long way to go. Yeah, it is. That those few inches make yeah, a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but Miley Cyrus, you're a fan. <laughs> well, it like, so I used, I had that party in the USA used to be a Zumba song that I like did back in the day when I taught Zumba. And it's always funny to me when like the Zumba songs come on is like, I'm right back into like class, you know, I'm right back into like teaching class. I don't know that I was actually doing like the Zumba moves for that, but, um, we'll hear a Zumba. Actually, uh, we will hear like a high fitness song. Cause I, I certified in high fitness too. And we'll hear a high fitness song. Come on at CrossFit. And Natalie will be like, let's go, let's like do that. Like, we'll like kind of break out like the steps and, <laughs> and, and do it. Uh, and just recently we were at, uh, up at Aspen Grove and one of the songs came on that I like had a, had a, it was a Zumba song that I had choreographed a Zumba dance too. And, uh, I did it and kind of like taught everybody on the dance floor, (laughs) the like Zumba dance. So it just, it comes back. It just is part of me. Do you ever embarrass your kids with your dancing skills? Oh yeah. All the time. Good. All the time. That's just a right of parenthood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Hey there, my name is Amanda and I am Biceps After Babies copywriter and have been with the team for uh, almost seven months now, I think. Um, and this is a really fun question for me to reflect on and what Amber is really like. Um, I found Bab's podcast, I think in 2020 and just started listening every single morning, early morning on my walk with my dog and Amber joined me in my ears every single morning. Um, and right away I was just taken back by how personable and relatable and honest and genuine, um, she came across as like, I just felt like the content was always what I needed to hear. And it was in a really pivotal, um, part of my life. And I just felt like I could trust her. And that was, um, just really, really huge for me. And so um, when I joined Macros 101, um, everything was just as it was on her podcast. She was real. She was genuine. She was honest. She was caring. Um, just everything that you would think she would be just from listening to her on her podcast, she was in coaching session, sessions and the content that's provided in Macros 101, just all of it. And, uh, and then when I applied and got the copywriting position and we had our first meeting, we started with wins. And if any of you have been through Macros 101, you know that's a big part of how we start um, every call that we have. It's celebrating wins. And I remember just thinking, of course we are. Why in the world would I think we wouldn't start with wins? And so that was just like a super cool thing to experience. Um, I remember too, when I was um, having my interview with her and a couple of the other team members <laughs> that um, she started at home with the interview and then, you know, popped the Zoom onto her iPhone, put her sunglasses on, got in the car and took off. And I can't even remember where she was going, but it was just like the interview is going to carry on. And I just, th I just thought that was so cool. And again, it just spoke to Amber's just Amber and like what you see truly is what you get. And I just love that. Um, I think if I think about any of like the preconceived ideas that I had about her before working for her, um, I think I just expected her to be as she was because I really just took her at face value. There was just something about her that made me think I can trust her. Um, so there really wasn't anything that was different um, coming from just being a podcast listener to going through Macros 101 and now being being a part of the team. And maybe part of that is because we share an intense, genuine love for anything chocolate and peanut butter. Like as soon as that was out in the open, um, I knew everything was going to be a-okay. I love how we are like, okay, let's roast Amber. And then the team's like, she's so genuine and honest and caring. <laughs> it just oh, makes me laugh. They're just so nice. They are so nice, but so are you. Oh. And I mean, I've had very similar experiences. I've shared this with you, but um, there was one time I was on a walk with a friend and I was telling her about what I do. Like, it's embarrassing how much I don't tell people what my job is. Yeah, but you told me I that. Was like, yeah, I was telling her what I do. And um, she's like, okay, so like now that you work for Amber, like, is what's, it what's the inside different? scoop? <laughs> yeah, what's the inside scoop? Like, almost is it like since I have like a behind the scenes look, like if like things would be different. And I was like, no, it's she's exactly as she appears on social media and in the podcast. She's so sorry, spoiler alert, or just like, sorry if that's like a 
sad news for anyone, but no, Amber's exactly the same in person as she is on social media and podcast, all the places. Oh. That's so funny. Uh, and I think I actually do remember Amanda's uh, interview. I think I was on the way to like pick up a child or something like that. Uh, but it's just funny. I mean, it's just kind of, again, it's that like... <laughs> we're uh, our culture of like women doing a lot of wearing a lot of hats, doing a lot of things. But, um, you know, part of that is coming together as a team to be able to empower other women. And, you know, we do that on the way to school and we do that when kids are, you know, need diaper changes. And, uh, I think that's, that's one of the things that I, I love about our team is that we all, you know, in the, at the gym, people take team calls, and they're at the gym and they're lifting weights. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's real life. And, um, we, we want our team members to bring their whole real life to work with them because we think that that is, that is the best way for us to all show up. Well, and I mean, we share this with our team. It's like nothing we do is life or death. Right. It's, this is, and so family's first and that's a pretty big deal for us. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So that, those were the team thoughts. Um, I was thinking a lot about what I would share about you because selfishly, I probably have had way more. Well, I have way more touch points with you, just with the nature of my position with you, but I've also met you in person. I don't know. Lene might have me beat because she lives close to you, but I've, I've had a lot of access to you, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and so I thought maybe sharing some impressions that I had the very first time I met you. So this was in November of 2019. Um, I flew out to California, uh, to just be with Amber in person. So we just could meet first. I'd been working with her for about four or five months by that point. Um, and then, so we could plan for the upcoming year. And so I fly out there by the time I get to California, it's really late, um, my time. So I'm exhausted. I'm also a sweaty mess because a, I don't travel well and B I'm about to meet Amber, who is like, you know, this person I listened to on podcast for so long, but it's also like my boss. And so I was like, yeah. So I'm standing outside of the airport and she drives up in a minivan. So that's the first thing in case you guys are wondering, Amber drives a minivan. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. Super cool mom. mom. Yeah. And she jumps out of the car and she hugs me. So she's a hugger. And it's true. Um, I don't know if that was surprising to me, but in some ways I think it was just because you are very analytical and logical and you don't necessarily leave with emotion. You are still like, you are a hugger and you are very self proclamative that way. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So we hopped in your van and we drove back to your house and um, it's a lovely house. It's just a wonderful, normal, everyday house you know and I hope that's not a dig it's not meant to be a dig it's like no no Amber doesn't live in a mansion that's no. not what that's the point I'm trying to make here it's like yeah. sometimes I feel like we look at these like lives of people we see on social media and be like oh they have fancy things and all this it's like no Amber has a very wonderful beautifully modest home um and I walk in and she has four kids and those kids are awesome she's got an awesome family but they are kids she has a house just like anyone else's it's messy. It's it gets noisy. dirty. It's, 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 it's wonderful. Um, and so it's, that was really my first impression. And then, Oh, and that night for dinner, um, we had leftovers. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, dude, this woman is so down to earth. Like, Obviously not putting on any airs, like come right. have leftovers with us, Carly. But it was great. You know, it was, it, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. 
Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't remember that, but that's really funny. It is like very par for the course. <laughs> yeah. And you're just, it's real. You're living a real life. Sometimes it's just how it goes. And picking me up was not necessarily <laughs> means to cook up a fancy meal. <laughs> it was cool. I loved it. Ugh. Um, also sometimes, uh, you don't have a fancy recording studio for anyone who ever thought that you are recording right now. I know from your bedroom, yep. I know you also record from your daughter's bedroom. Yeah. Yep. So no fancy tools. And sometimes to- in the closet, Carly's actually in the closet. That was my hint. I said, Carly, you should go in the closet. It'll sound better because I, yeah, I will sometimes record in my closet. Uh, yeah. I record lots of, I don't have anything fancy. Just like take my mic and my laptop and go somewhere. That's quiet. Oh, I've recorded my car before. Um, especially when the renovation was going on, I would like, it was so loud in my house and I had podcasts that I had to record. So I went and recorded my car. I remember one time I was actually recording my car and it was so hot. It was the middle of summer and I was dying. And so I, but if I opened my window, it was like loud, like you could hear the like traffic and like all the things. And so I would like open the window, like get some like a, like breath of air and then like close it and then like hit record and like <laughs> go as long as I could and then get as sweaty as I could and then stop and then like open the door and like air out. And anyway, yeah, there's been some funny recording places, uh, over the, over the years. So, uh, you're just, you're just making it work. Just, it's, it's just awesome. like messy and make it work. Resourcefulness. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Also, in case anyone was wondering if Amber looks as strong in person as she does on social media, she does. It's like, I remember she was like, okay, yeah, she's, she's strong. I don't think that was ever in question. It's not Photoshopped. It's not Photoshopped. We don't Photoshop any of our stuff. No. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Okay. So this was way more fun than I, I was a little nervous about it. This is way more fun than I, than I uh, thought it was going to be. And the team was all very nice in the things that they said. So big shout out to the team and to you Carly for for being willing to to host this this was this was Carly and Crystal's idea I said hey let's have like some stories about me and then Carly's like I think it'd be fun if I like played them for you and like interviewed you so that would that would be a lot of fun this was fun yeah yeah all right well thanks for thanks for hosting Carly uh and to those of you who are still here still listening uh thanks for listening I hope that it gave you a little insight into me as a person uh, I know a lot of you guys say, you've said, um, I've gotten DMs on Instagram and, and, you know, emails that say that you guys feel like you're like, we're friends and like, we hang out all the time. And cause I'm in your ear and, and you're listening to me. So I, I really do hope that this makes it feel like we're even a little bit more friends. Like we got to know each other a little bit more. And I do love that idea of you listening in the car, you listening while doing the dishes or at the gym and really, you know, forming, forming that relationship, We've talked a lot about wanting to have an in-person meet and greet someday. And I do, I hope that I get to meet some of you, but I know uh, for a lot of you, we're already friends and that this episode hopefully helped you to just get me, know me a little, a little bit better. So that wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. 
be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.